judgment free zone where you can let your guard down and truly be yourself. Here we talk about mental health, recovery stories, healing, mental health in the workplace, self improvement, and so much more. I am excited because today is another episode, and today I have with me a very special dear friend to me that I met、um, during the pandemic. Of course, via LinkedIn. <laughs> Hi, Shreyas. How are you feeling today? Hello, Rachida. First of all, thank you for inviting me to be on your show. It's been a real pleasure to have connected with you for almost a year. And listening to what you have to say about so many different topics, but、um, mental health in particular. So it's a real joy and pleasure to be having this conversation with you. So thank you for inviting me.、Uh, I'm delighted to have you, and I'm glad for me because, well, to, maybe I don't know if I can find the words, but watching your growth journey like exponentially. Is really inspiring and motivating to all of us, all the community member, whether offline or online.、Um, I mean, since since I have met you,、uh, it's like every month, every fifteen days, there is something going on with Shreyas. He got certified. The next thing, he got clients. He's growing. He's changing. He went back to Germany. So, but most importantly, what we what we are going to、uh, speak about. Um, today in this episode is overcoming shyness, and it's not easy. It's not easy nowadays for someone who's been shy and into you know putting himself out there, and now he's got a podcast, he's coach, he's got a full time job, and he has、uh, even a live stream show、uh, on LinkedIn. Um, but before we jump into the、uh, let's say the questions,、uh, can you please introduce yourself to the audience, Shreyas?、Uh, you have given me a great introduction already. Thank you so much for that.、Uh, to the listeners, I am Shreyas. I am based in Stuttgart, Germany. I work for a German auto major,、uh, which is my full-time profession. And during the weekends, I do executive and life coaching. Running my own venture called Get Set Prize Coaching and Consulting, where I help mid-level executives and small business owners have this awareness around their strengths and challenges, while not neglecting themselves. So, in a way, I help them understand what work-life balance means to each one of them individually, and tailor a good program to help them be aware and give them a good starting point on which they can build upon, and. As you rightly said, my social media journey is totally new. It's just been a little over one year since I started, and as you rightly pointed out, I was a bit shy. I was an introvert. I say was because that's not who I am. So I've started my own podcast, which I've successfully done for two seasons. Then I co-hosted a live show with my coach, whom I met on LinkedIn during my initial days of. The journey, and that proved to be quite、uh, a turning point. So I started to get in front of people, talk about what I was passionate about or what I am passionate about still, 
and make new friends like yourself. So that has been the highlight of the one year that I've spent, um, you know, with all this pandemic-induced uh, struggles. So there has been a lot going on, but these are the highlights that I'd like to point out in the past one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wonderful. Shriyas, I'm always pleased and I feel such um, joy and happiness when I see people succeed despite all this pandemic and the struggles and everything that is going on in, in this world. And you've demonstrated in an excellent way that things can happen in the midst of a pandemic. You started from, you know, everybody starts from a certain point, but you started literally your journey on social media from nothing. You built everything step by step. But that's not the question. Um, so what was the motive? How did you feel uh, before starting your journey? I know we had conversations, but uh, now it's time to kind of like let those conversations to inspire the audience and to, to this world. What it means to be a shy, someone is shy, but you know, you have competencies, you like to meet people, but then you feel like something that is waiting over your shoulders and you feel anxiety. And we both know as two introverts what it means to put yourself out there. So I want to hear from you. Absolutely. So when I say I was shy, um, there was something that I didn't understand about myself, which was... I was not, you know, averse to having conversations with people. The key understanding that I got over the past year is that um, I'm not, you know, so much inclined in having small talks. So I don't want to have unnecessary conversations without any context. And it doesn't, uh, you know, necessarily have to be that I would always have to initiate these conversations. So in that particular way, I would consider myself to be shy. And a part of it, I also attribute to the way I've, you know, grown up. So my I usually, I grew up a lot with my grandfather. So he was a bit... Uh, you know, a taskmaster, he was authoritarian and he was strict. So in a way, I started imbibing those qualities because he was, you know, kind of the father figure that was always around with my dad working in a different city. And I think subconsciously, I started picking up on how he would respond to people, how he would carry himself. So while there was this discipline aspect to what he was, you know, subconsciously teaching me. I think there were some ways in which I picked up, you know, this seriousness to me where I didn't want empty conversations. I didn't want to have a conversation where I had nothing to speak of value. So I can't just go ahead and, you know, start talking to people saying just, hey, what are you doing? How is today going? Because that was not the style I observed. So I didn't pick it up. So in that way, I was kind of shy. And second my group of friends or the people that I related with were very specific. So I wanted someone who usually had some ideas for themselves because that was what my grandfather taught. So to be idealistic, to have these values, uh, which um, you know we were supposed to stick to and not let anyone else influence those values. So I kind of started looking at people who had the same things. But what I realized, what I didn't realize 
that point of time was you know just being seven eight years old was you know that that is that playful time so you don't have to be so mature but you know i didn't realize it at that point of time that i was so mature but people around me started uh, you know seeing me as too serious so they didn't want to you know kind of have this friendship going on so that is where i think i picked up this idea of being shy and being an introvert and that just didn't affect me in any sense so mentally i was getting all the support from my mom my brother my relatives so there was nothing of um, you know concern that was going on in the family circle so i didn't let that affect it, affect me in the way i socialized with people and i don't know from very early on i was not the party type so i never uh, enjoyed birthday parties because i just didn't see any sense rather i'd want to spend time with family with people that i knew and have this you know encouraging conversation going on probably around what was happening with me so with people around me i was totally comfortable talking so there was no element of shyness but when it came to people outside of that immediate influence or the immediate family that is when it started to show up very drastically and that ended up you know in me having very few friends and one more factor added to that then once i started uh, my middle school i started shifting schools a lot so i changed about three to four schools so that didn't even give me the time that i needed to make these permanent friendships or long long lasting friendships so i think these factors all combined together and in a way uh, portrayed me as to be shy and an introvert whereas the last one year the journey of self reflection that i've had and especially having these conversations in the past with you as well i've realized that i'm more or less kind of an external introvert wherein i can definitely have conversations and not let anyone fill in their interpretations for me and at the same time i respectfully respectfully refrain from having loose talks with people without any context so i think that is how kindness or the introversion that um, i so used to strongly feel about uh, i think that is how i used to view it and that is how i now view it as well mhm i mean thank you for the explanation and uh, of course there are many people who can relate to your story and it's another demonstration or another way to demonstrate how we can fix certain behaviors and limiting beliefs from our childhood and we just you know we are programmed however um i think what you have said it is really true i mean um whether being introvert or extrovert the point is finding your own sweet spot where you do not let these labels or boxes kind of like limit your life or what you want to do or your vision but in a way that just it's part of understanding oneself it's just part of kind of like uh, understanding who you are and making in a way that being an introvert could actually help me to if i take a line action without neglecting that i'm actually an introvert and understanding what works what does not work for me is really what worked for you because you managed to understand what type of introverts are you and you just built over on top of that you did not just give up and say you know to those kind of like limiting things that we say about 
uh, introverts, they are not good on social media, they are not good entrepreneurs or, you know, this and that. Actually, you know, introverts can, you know, uh, as yourself, you're, you're having a podcast, a live show, you're a coach. And especially in coaching, you know, it's rare what you can see because you have to interact with people a lot, especially with your clients. So I want to also touch uh, upon this point. How is it uh, of being, you know, how coaching, let's say, and putting yourself out there uh, help you overcome actually your shyness and how one can be an introvert but still excel into doing their their job as coaches as entrepreneurs as well right so you make a great point um, bringing the coaching aspect so the first thing that i'd say is i'm trained so i've taken an extensive program for more than one and a half years and being trained being practicing what I'm supposed to do. I think that already much, very much, you know, makes me a good coach. You know, probably fifty percent of the way. And uh, the second point that I've noticed is, for any coach to be successful, they need to be great active listeners. So, what a better way than bringing in this introversion? Because, you know, introverts are almost, you know, they are the best active listeners so they can pick up these minute changes in the voice the modulations the energy so we are a bit sensitive to all these subtle things so i think that is one of the biggest advantage i found uh, as a coach when going to the coach practice was compared to my peers not to self-gloat or be boastful i found myself to be able to pick up on some nuances which the trainers felt were you know, very good for the first attempt. So that is when I realized that introversion is not always a bad thing. So we bring in that active listening part. And second, being empathetic, because we need to be non-judgmental as a coach. Mm -hmm. We need to be uh, non-advising. So what better way, like, you know, being an introvert, I know I've great active listening skills so now i need to start focusing on being non-judgmental so when i don't really involve in loose talks i don't think there is any you know stress on trying to be non-judgmental so it became a second nature to me to you know have this uh, keen listening and giving all the time and space for my client to share whatever they're going through so one training second was active listening and third was me trying to be non-judgmental and uh, non-advising. And finally, what I felt about uh, being an introvert is that, you know, sometimes the shyness can be literally useful because most of my clients don't want to come on camera when they're going through a session. So that just perfectly fits the bill. Like, okay, that gives me more opportunity to be even more involved. Like I can switch off my camera so I can acknowledge my shyness as well along with you. So in a way, I'm trying to develop myself and I'm trying to grow with you. And you're not just, uh, you know, I'm not there to just hold the space. I'm also there to reflect upon what I'm doing. So what better way than, you know, this acknowledgement thing that is coming up right away and I can validate so many things for myself. So these four things were some of the best benefits I've seen. And of course, I reiterate this point, you know, practicing will definitely help you get better. Trying to have conversations with 
a group of people who are along the same progress level, like my peers who took the same coaching program. So that, in a way, again, helped me open up, have conversations, be confident about what I do, and eventually converting all of that into social media. So I'm trying to be as genuine as possible, trying to give the real you know, experience mm-hmm. out there, put it in, putting it out in words, and then, of course, trying to do a podcast and a live show. I think all of these combined is making me be good at what I do and is at the same time offering me great opportunities to keep improving, to keep making progress, get some much required validation and acknowledgement for myself as, a, as well, because I think those mm-hmm. three things or four things that I mentioned is very crucial. And I'm just glad that I grew up as an introvert, you know, because these things come as second nature. And all I needed was to be more aware and just keep practicing. So in a way, it just made my things easy. So that is how I view uh, the coaching and how it relates to me, both as a person and as a profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brilliant. And I like the way that you describe it. And kind of like you manage, and I think that's the good thing about when you start to understand uh, your shyness, your nature, your mind, your introvertism, and just, you know, take both the good and the not so good, but what, you, what we make out of the good, what we make out of those strengths is up to us. It is our responsibility. And you understand that, and you understood that, and you just, you know, went on and changed your life. To, when you took ownership of your shyness, you didn't let your shyness um, define you. And I think there are many people out there who are, you know, I think people have been, we all have been there, even myself as an introvert. I think we give a lot of time and we give our energy into overthinking. So how did you deal? How is it for you, you know, to just, you know, because once we start thinking about what all the what ifs, witches, and so on, there is a lot we tend to kind of like sometimes just lose without paying attention. How is it? How did you deal with your overthinking in the early stages of overcoming your shyness? You brought it a great point when you started referring to perspectives. So I think that was one thing I readily you know, started digging in, which was to view a particular thing in the form of the perspective. So the simplest example that I used to convince myself was eating cheese because cheese is one of my favorite foods. So I could really readily you know, relate to uh, using cheese as an example. So eating cheese, you know, it might be good or bad depending on the situation. So one, you know, you're trying to lose weight. If that is your goal, then eating cheese is probably not the best thing you'd want to do. On the other hand, you might be trying to build your muscle or, you know, be into that fitness level where you need so many calories. Then eating cheese is definitely good for you because it is helping you make that progress and whatever is your goal, it helps you get one step closer. So I started using this example and, you know, I started really believing that there is no good or bad thing when it comes to behavior. 
So it all, it all depends on the situation you are in. So introversion when I'm socializing is probably not the best thing. Whereas introversion when I'm doing coaching might give me some great results, like I mentioned a couple of minutes earlier. So seeing a thing, you know, zoomed out perspective, I think that kind of started helping me orient myself towards what was helping me achieve my goal and start overcoming these things by, you know, using certain affirmations because I really believe in the power that words carry. So the moment I started using affirmations, I could start witnessing these changes that were happening. And it started giving me positive outcomes as well when I tried to do it with my clients. So again, you're doing it with someone it started giving me the results I wanted. Again, validation. So that proved to be a great uh, mental factor. And third was to start discussing it with experts. So I kind of convinced myself that it was really important and I had to reach a certain stage where I had to start having open conversations. So I think that is when I reached out to you as well because you were all talking about uh, your own uh, struggles at that point of time. You talked about, you know, the uh, eating disorders you faced, and then I started reaching out to many other people who were kind of in the similar uh, uh, level as me, but they had made better progress. And having those conversations, I think that brought in fresh perspectives. You know, as they say, the extra set of eyes is always, uh, you know, beneficial when you're making key decisions. And finally, the support that I received from my family, you know, they didn't really force me to go out and socialize if I didn't want to. But they would always stress that there would come a time where socializing would become the norm of the day and I had to rise up to the occasion. So I kind of built myself step by step. I didn't rush in everything. So the first two months that I came on social media, I was very silent trying to observe. Again, that is one of uh, the other benefits uh, an introvert can have. They can observe uh, things very clearly. They can pinpoint exactly where things work and where they where it doesn't. So I realized that was one skill I needed to improve. So observation. Um, second, communicate. You know, it doesn't matter if I stammered, if I, you know, used filler words. You know, when we started talking for the first time, you might have realized how uh, shaky my voice was. It wasn't confident as I'm talking right now. The discussion was not fluid at all. I would use a lot of ums, uhs, and whatever I could, you know, find at that point of time. So again, practicing, going live, putting myself in front of people, not bothering about what judgments they give, because in the end, I'm practicing to be non-judgmental. And finally, um, I think there was this um, statement I read in one of the books um, which said, don't blame yourself for your faults and at the same time, don't praise yourself for your success. I think it was in Atomic Habits, if I remember right. So the author James Clear clearly says that it's not your fault. And at the same time, when you're having success, don't praise yourself to the point that you might become overconfident. So I think that principle stuck a chord with me and I started doing that. So whenever I faltered, either on live, either on podcast, I just became unapologetic because that was the real me showing up. And for me, it was a very big deal. I don't know about what my audience felt or what the guest felt because for me, it was a great deal and that was good enough because I was taking that one step towards achieving my goal, which is 
to be an efficient speaker, to be able to help others, you know, make that positive change. So I think these were some of the techniques uh, that I could uh, readily relate to. I didn't have to put in extra efforts. Reading came naturally to me because I loved reading books. I'm in fact sitting in my library. And then you can see the keyboard in the background as well. So playing music. I think that was one of the other uh, positive um, thing that happened to me. I started playing it almost 22 years ago when I was just about three and a half years old. So that is how long music has stayed with me. So that has given me some sense of uh, peace, some calm of calmness. And um, eventually I just use it as my stress buster. So I think these are mm-hmm. some of the techniques that I used to get out of introversion and positively use it uh, to my advantage. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was a beautiful journey. And I'm sure that people or everyone who's uh, listening and can relate um, to what shyness is, uh, so they could find at least something they could start with. And it is possible, you know, if anyone could do it, it is possible. And we just need to take ownership and stop seeing either shyness or, you know, introversion as something that, that is, that hinders our growth or that is some sort of obstacle. We just know, need to know um, what really works for us. And we need to know when to step back, when to protect our energy, which will lead me to my next question. Okay, we know that, you know, all the kind of like changes come also with a certain price. Nothing comes just like that. Of course, there was probably moments where you felt vulnerable, probably where you felt tired of doing, you know, all this. And it's, it's normal, it's just part of, you know, us humans. So uh, it will lead me to my next question. What or how Shreyas is able to maintain a good, uh, let's say, emotional and mental health? What, what are your routines, your rituals? So if you just can share with us what really works for you for, you know, the past, especially year and a half. Absolutely. So there were, there have been many times, you know, when this has just proved too much, uh, which prompted me to adopt certain routines, because as in, as I earlier mentioned, that we are a bit sensitive. So obviously we can pick up on the energies, we can pick up on what people are growing through, probably a little bit better than others. So that kind of, you know, used to pull me down. So the First thing I noticed about myself was whenever I took nature walks, it just helped me reconnect, you know, instantly. It helped mm-hmm. me center. It helped me started, you know, grounding myself. And whatever energy that I lost, I found it to be immediately recharged. So nature walks. So whenever I do a session with my clients, I immediately schedule at least four to five minutes of a gap between consecutive sessions, if at all I have them, and I just go out for a nature walk. So that will instantly replenish my energy. The second thing is music. So I start playing random tunes. I don't usually you know, sit and force myself to play these popular songs. I don't do that. Whatever gives me the calmness, I just go ahead with it. And sometimes it takes an hour. Sometimes it's two hours before I realize that I've been at it so long. So music definitely helps me stay 
grounded, relaxed. It's a great stress buster for me personally. And third is I have some meditation practices that I use. So I just switch on some calm music and, you know, the affirmations practice that I do. So I implement the Mm -hmm. same things uh, as a meditation practice. So I usually do it for 30 to 45 minutes and it gives me great relief uh, to let go of all those negativities because there have been many instances of self-doubt there have been many instances of me just feeling angry about myself for not doing a good job and sometimes I've just felt that there has to be a break from social media because I just couldn't continue doing it so meditation helped me a great deal Uh, it does for my full-time job as well because there are certain days where I need to make those quick and hard decisions so when I'm not feeling good, meditation is my go-to. Um, and finally, I do gratitude journaling because I think having an attitude of gratitude brings in so many positive outcomes that I've, I cannot just single out one experiences or out of you know the many I've had because each one is so unique, each one is so different. And having this attitude of gratitude on a daily basis has opened me to a lot of positive benefits, including staying calm, feeling mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I need to offer more and eventually, you know, let go of this uh, expectation of, you know, receiving something in return. So it mm-hmm. might be a small thing like thank you. So whenever I do something good, there was this impulsion that I would expect at least a thank you, if not anything else. And even during coaching, I've now started offering more than what the client actually will pay me for. So I don't really mind sharing. So these are some uh, routines I've picked up in the last uh, one and a half years, which really helped me stay grounded. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing. I think uh, every ritual and routine that you mentioned is really helpful. I think we are close friends and we share a lot. Uh, for me as well, I keep a gratitude journal and nature has healing power. So it's my sanctuary. Whenever I want to feel connected, but disconnected. And I think you feel connected to the place and to the energy, but you disconnect from all the stress and, you know, all the kind of like overthinking and, and, and so on. So that's why I say I feel connected and disconnected. It's really... Uh, a unique feeling and a unique experience for me as a fellow introvert and uh, yeah I think meditation mindful breathing all these kind of things help really want to stay centered and gratitude and uh, you know even sending a thing you know to someone who actually improves your overall kind of like well-being and mental well-being so thank you Shriyas for uh, this wonderful episode Time really went like five, really fast, and uh, it was another inspiring kind of like talk that we have. And uh, please, I know that you have the coaching, and you're very active on LinkedIn, and you're just you know delivering amazing results to your clients. So how can people reach out to you? Of course, I will link all these kind of like you know your social media handles to the podcast note as usual where you can reach out to Shreya. Thank you so much. Uh, First of all, it's been a pleasure talking to you and 
you know, I've said this in the past as well. Whenever we have a conversation, there is something positive that comes out. So it's been, you know, my pleasure having to share this space with you and be a guest on the podcast. So I'm quite active on LinkedIn. So my DMs are open. Uh, people can reach out directly to me through LinkedIn. Also, I have a company website called www.getsetricecoaching.com where they can find some basic information about what I do and also about my podcast called Get Set to Thrive. And I'm also active on Twitter. So that's the new platform I'm exploring. Also, I have many other, you know, company pages on Facebook. I have my own channel on YouTube, but the quickest way to reach out would be either on Twitter or LinkedIn because I'm almost there on a daily basis and I'll try to reply to each DM as quickly as possible. Sometimes it's just not um, possible for me to go through the DMs, so I might uh, respond a day late, but I'll always try and get back uh, to the DM. So that's how you can reach out to me and yeah, I look forward to, you know, sharing more conversations with you, Rachida. So thank you very much for having me as a guest on your show. Thank you. I'm grateful for you because you gifted me and the audience with your precious time and you shared your, you know, both your strengths and your experience and, you know, um, you're also vulnerable. Thank you so much for, um, you know, sharing your wisdom and experience with us. I really appreciate that. I will, of course, link your social media handles to, you know, the podcast notes. Thank you for being with us today in a new episode of the Mind Safe Podcast. And hopefully we can connect soon again. Thank you. Thank you. to support the Mindset Podcast, please go to the Apple Podcast where you can leave us a review so we can continue our work and remember to take care of your body, mind and soul. If you would like to be um, featured on the Mindset Podcast, please reach out, email me at 